not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with you. Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favorite pop culture films and TV shows. I am Chris, and with me as always is my uh, like leading stockholder <laughs> investor in the business. So he owns 49 percent uh, of the business because you can't own more than half of a business because that's a conflict of interest. It's Sam. The stocks are up. The stocks are down. The stocks are down. <laughs> sell, 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 uh, sell, sell. Ding, 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 ding. I've well, got a bright yellow blazer on. I'm in the stock market and all that. Well, you're not. Uh, if you've got Disney stock right now, you will not be selling it. You will be Disney holding stonks. on to that. You'll be buying lots of it. Um, to this week on episode fifty-four of the Get Real podcast, we are talking all about the dis- stonks, stonks, lots of stonks, <laughs> stonks. Stonk. Uh, we're talking all about the Disney Investor Day reveals twenty twenty. Wow. What a, this is what, just what like show. it's just a news segment. Like the main subject is just our news segment, essentially. I know there's no time for anything else this week, Chris. Unfortunately, but there is other bits of news. This was almost like basically a D23 in itself. Really, I think that's kind yeah, of what it was definitely. filling the uh, filling the gap of. Definitely. Well, uh, they have this every year, but I don't think it's normally broadcast. I think the investors meeting is normally a bit more behind closed doors. Well, whereas I mean, this year it just seemed a lot more open to everyone. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit like um, there was parts of the presentation. I don't know how much of it you watched, but there was parts of the presentation that were closed to other than to stockholders, shareholders, mm-hmm. um, and the rest of it was you know you could watch most of most of it. There was a couple of bits that we didn't see that we have got descriptions of the, from... the tasty stuff that we really wanted to see is the yeah. stuff that we didn't see. But I would probably say the whole thing is pretty tasty, to be honest with you. It the would, whole uh, thing was very It would tasty. go down well with a fine wine if you get my drift. Ooh, ooh, ooh. a nice a nice Chardonnay, a nice Sauvignon. Mm. Uh, it feels nice weird. Merlot. It feels ooh. like we've uh, gone into the main topic and then about and then talking about news at the end, but we should probably recap and rewind. Remix. What have you watched this week, Chris? Let's have a bit of a catch up on your week. Um, Christmas films. I've ploughed through all films three about of yourself. The... You mean films like yeah, Chris, about Chris, Christmas, Christmas. Christ- oh, yeah. oh, Christmas films. I get it. Yeah, Christmas films. Not. I, I mean, I've got a whole holiday based around me, but nobody <laughs> seems to remember me in it, and it's really saddening. Mm, I was, um, I was wondering about the big white bushy beard you were growing and all the big old wear. bushy beard. <laughs> Um, so I watched all three of the Santa Claus movies. That's clauses in a, a clause clause in a contract. Uh, the Disney films, because Disney have got a whole Christmas section on at the moment. Uh, quality films. Then Tim Allen just looks like more like Father Christmas as every film goes on. I always forget like how little sort of happens in the original compared to the second one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I watched them. I watched most of season four of Big Mouth. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, something I've never, a... never, I've never delved into Big Mouth. Uh, it is funny. It's so funny. It's grotesquely brutally honest about stuff, and it's hilarious. Like Charlotte had never seen it before, and there's an episode where one of the characters, obviously, like they're all starting puberty and stuff like that, and she just gets like a massive period, and it's like, <laughs> like the way they depict it is just 
you wouldn't get away with it anywhere else but on like a netflix comedy yeah um it's so funny and then like you've got like a character like jacking off at his granddad's funeral and stuff like that (laughs) Uh, it's, it's thank, such a weird fucking thank show. god i tick that explicit content box for this podcast anyway <laughs> Jeez. what's the other one as well oh yeah um they go to a summer camp and he doesn't shit for the entirety of the summer so then like he ends up just like going crazy and then finally i was like uh, he basically gives birth to a massive shit at the end of the brilliant episode. <laughs> brilliant it's, it's bizarre um what else did i watch um Still playing through Community, still watching Rebels, still watching... Um, what else am I watching? <laughs> Completely forgotten. Um, it sounds like you've still managed to watch quite a lot this week, to be fair. Yeah, it's mostly just ongoing series that I'm still watching. Still watching the Imagineering documentary series, just dipping my toe in and out of that, because it's like a full like 60 minutes of content in every episode, and... Like there's so much in those episodes where it's just sort of like, okay, I need I need to take a break after that episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Um, I th- that's uh, that's pretty much it, really. Uh, okay. What have you been watching? Too. Mandalorian as well. Mandalorian. Oh yeah, Mandalorian. We've all been watching the Mandalorian. I think the whole entire world's been watching the Mandalorian. Unless you're a hater, gonna hate. But uh, <laughs> this week, what have I watched? Well, I told you that I'd watch The King on Netflix. You the did. Timothy Chalamet, um, Joel Edgerton slash Roll Robert Bat- Pattinson. Robert Bat and Bat. Yeah, the uh, medieval action drama pretty good uh very impressed it's the first serious thing that i've watched timothy charlemagne in Uh, and i was i can't believe you i can't believe like you haven't seen him in more stuff he's been in so much over the last couple years well i mean i've i've not seen he's in uh little women right yeah he's in little women ladybird basically most things with sasha ronin in um Beautiful boy. He was in. Well, he was in Call Me by, Call your, me name. by your Name. Yeah, and that yeah. that did really, really well. That was really popular, and it was just something that I never picked up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've. I mean, the last thing I watched him in was bloody. Um, the, the Christmas Christmas of the Coopers. <laughs> so watching him in The King, just absolutely what a presence. Especially for his age, you know what I mean? Just absolutely commands that role in there. Um, very much reminds me of Aragorn in Return of the King. <laughs> um, just incredible, mate. Like, I was, I was, I was really surprised. Um, and especially when he, like, um, stars face to face with Robert Pattinson in there, who, who, to be fair, again, commands the films that he's in very much like, Dominic, you, you know, you, you remember his characters quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, a la, um, uh, what was that film? Uh, <laughs> you really remember him in his films. <laughs> Shit, wait, what films? Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the film. I can tell you the what The Devil All the Time. Yeah, The Devil All the Time. Um, the Lighthouse. Yeah, The Lighthouse. Yeah. And, good time. Uh, yeah. Uh, really good. Really good. Um, yeah, massively impressed. Can't wait for Dune. Uh, and I would not... definitely say check out more films with him in, like Beautiful Boys, Fantastic. Um, I love Little Women, and he is great. Now he's not a massive presence in that film, but he is definitely quality in every scene that he's in. Yeah, it was um, quite funny because I really, after I'd finished watching The King, I wanted to watch it again, and I've never really felt like that with a film where I've like, unless it's mm. been like a Star Wars film or anything, and 
I just, yeah, I just wanted to go straight back into it. I just thought it was awesome. I was like, That's yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I've not really been watching this, more playing it, but I've uh, been diving into Cyberpunk 2027, uh, 2077 yeah. like everybody else. Uh, I've, I've just dipped my toe at, at the moment, just got my little toe in there. Like, I made my character and I've done, like, the tutorial stuff. I was just about to meet with, like, one of the crime bosses. Mm-hmm. But it it's such a good game, like... Graphics don't look too great on my Xbox One version, but also I'm playing on a really old TV and stuff as well, so yeah. it is what it is with that. Like I've seen people playing it on PC on higher specs, and goddamn, it's gorgeous, but there's just so much to do in that game. Yeah, it is unfortunately a tad underwhelming on um, on old consoles, but, you know, it's... Uh, what do you expect, I, eh, when you're playing Yeah, I uh, think it's just because we know it could look so much better and we're playing on like first generation xbox ones on old screens and stuff like that and we're like we know it should look better mm-hmm. yeah i say it could the potential is there absolutely but uh yeah that's really it um shall we dive in straight into the news there's not been any trailers this week so we're gonna skip straight past trailers uh but i've got a couple of little news stories before we jump into uh the i was about to say d23 the disney investor <laughs> what was it called disney investors day a conference show conference it was just called disney investor day yes well it it is a conference yeah right so my first little story a couple of quick fire news oh god that's been taken straight from the get real gaming boys uh unfortunately i'm not (laughs) gonna uh i'm not gonna edit uh, any kind of music into it because i'm not that i I can't be bothered sorry listeners (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> production value on this podcast is lower. If you want to go listen to high production value, go listen Richard to Richard has more time than us. He's, he's just there like, yeah, I'm going to make an entire new piece of music to put in this. Like yeah. when he made that eSports news thing for me, he made he made an entirely new sound bite for it. Yeah, I just go Mad look lad. on freesound.org. If it's not on there, <laughs> we give up. Uh, right, okay, so a couple of quick news stories that some we missed last week. Uh, so to start off... Uh, with that, one that we missed last week was Oster- Oscar Isaac has been s- cast as Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah, is this 100% confirmed now, or uh, is this like 100%, Bruce 100%... Co- oh, no, 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 no. Double confirmed? Bruce Loomer is not chilling in this story, mate. This is a confirmed deadline.com. Woo! Sony's long-awaited Metal Gear Solid adaptation... Yeah, we did forget about that last week. <laughs> mm. uh, with Jordan Vocht Roberts, I don't know whether I've butchered that, but is uh, on board to direct the movie. I don't know who that is. Uh, he's got a fantastic beard. A very fantastic beard. What's he done? Kong Skull Island, okay. Yeah. Kings yeah. of the Summer is a good film as well. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether he still has that fantastic beard anymore, but that is a <laughs> wonderful Delicious. beard. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, Oscar Isaac's just on the prowl to be in every nerdy franchise, isn't he? Yeah. A lot of people are worried about whether he'll be able to do the voice or not, but I think he'll. I think he'll nail it. Or yeah. Or I think he'll make it his own in a way, but in a way that's like, yeah, yeah, we'll allow it. Yeah, I think it, it's a hard one because like. The voice actor is so entwined in that, and it's Keith Sutherland did the voice for him a lot of the time, I think. Um, so, like, he is an actor that we see all the time. Mm. So it's like, 
you can't can't really do much about it, can you? Um, no. well, do you think it'd be funny if they did a uh, Darth Maul, uh, Sam Witwer, Ray Park thing where it was actually Oscar Isaac acting him and then Kiefer Sutherland does the voice? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be <laughs> Well, hilarious? I think the original voice was David Hater. Oh, and then yeah, I think yeah. it changed to Donald Sutherland doing the voice. Donald Sutherland? Not... No, not Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Keith <Keeper> Sutherland. <laughs> all, the, all the actors. Oh, yeah. three or four actors playing this one person. Let's do it. <laughs> we just mesh different parts of the bodies and face and voice yeah. together and stuff like that. Uh, also, we had a from the Marvel camp. We got a couple of stories. So, uh, Alfred Molina is to reprise his role as Doctor Octopus in Tom Holland's Spider-Man Three. And we also apparently it it's not been like a hundred percent confirmed in everything like the Alfred Molina one was, but apparently so we are getting all the other members back. So apparently Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, uh, and maybe uh, what's what's her, what's her name? Who's MJ in the original ones? Oh, I, will I just can't Google race you to it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even doing it. I'm trying to remember what's the fucking name. Kirsten. Uh, Kirsten. Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. That's the there one. we go. I got there. I got there. Well done, bro. <laughs> oh, I had to rack my brain for that one. Apparently, they're all coming back as well. But the one that we have hard confirmed is Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Which I mean, we were saying a while ago, maybe you could have like one villain from each of these different multiverses that we're doing. To make up a version of the Sinister Six, maybe. It's a very cool idea, to be fair. So we've got Doc Ock from there. We've got um, Electro from the Amazing Spider-Man movies. We've got Vulture possibly coming back, because we know he's escaped from prison now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got three out of the Sinister Six there. You just need a Green Goblin, maybe a Sandman... Um, who else? Venom, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's yeah. There's so bring, many different things from it. So bring in Tom Hardy's Venom and link those universes together. That'd be cool. Yeah. They haven't said anything about that yet, but it would be the logical choice to get it involved, especially with Venom 2 coming out yeah. and Morbius. Uh, speaking of Morbius, Chris, uh, we got Ooh. they released another trailer. It was the, I believe it's either the Chinese or the Japanese trailer. Um and yeah, Jared Leto gives a little bit of an introduction to it, but it just gives you an extra little extended look at some of the scenes. Nothing okay. crazy, but just an extra little extra little look. Um, Did this give us a new release date? It's a good question. I um, thought I remembered seeing a headline about it. No, I don't believe so. I believe it may be still scheduled for its original release date. Um, uh, been on... delayed to March 2021. Brilliant! Don't listen to me. Yeah, delayed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think I think that was what was announced earlier on in the year, though. So mm-hmm. you were kind of right with its original release. Uh, we get After first look at Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Uh, Haley Steinfeld was pictured in the costume on the set of the Disney Plus Hawkeye series, along with Jeremy Renner. Yeah, and we got a better look at her in the small little sizzle reel that we got from the investor day got yes better look at the costume that she's been wearing i think it was from like a um costume screen test mm-hmm. that was in that uh what else so we got 
a first look, I say a first look, uh, a close look at uh, Godzilla and King Kong in the upcoming uh, Godzilla vs. Kong film. So it's really, really short. It's literally, I think, the whole thing's maybe about 10 seconds. Um, but it shows you a clip of Kong with his bushy beard, as he Big has in this one. bushy beard. But he's also in chains. He's got chains around his neck, which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So what's going on with Kong, eh? Kong in chains. Mm-hmm. Maybe they tried to bring him bring him to the States or something after Skull Island. Maybe they're like, this Godzilla fella in. Mm. In in being a good boy right now, yeah. all these Mothra and King Ghidorah's tearing shit up. So let's bring Godzilla to to come fight them. So they chain him up and they drag him, and he's he's an old grizzled man. He's like fucking what's his name? Fucking not Harrison Ford. Liam Neeson. <laughs> it's do you reckon they got Liam Neeson from his new Marksman fucking film to just do mocap and then just put him in everything they just put him in a gorilla suit yeah just being just do an old man revenge film but it's king kong as the old man there you go (laughs) um so i've just cracked it i've cracked it you don't need to watch it now i've told you so the footage screen during the comic-con xp which i think was the online comic-con experience uh, gives a first look at the two monsters close-up shows them ready to fight with godzilla swimming and kong with what looks appears to be chains around his neck the color palette is again emphasized with godzilla drenched in dark blue and kong against a bright orange sky so that's cool teal and orange baby teal and orange which one's gonna win there's a joke there's an ongoing joke we've just created this film's gonna be called (laughs) teal teal v orange um what else do we have um so there's a story here that I'll leave until we go into the D23. Uh, it was uh, a loose rumour. Sorry, loose rumour. Loose rumour, get his name right. He will be upset by that. He's breathing down my neck now. He's already pissed That's off. A strike one. Stop. Oh, no. Right. He wasn't happy about that, mate. Fucking don't do that. Jeez. Have you seen the small look at history of swear words netflix is a joke with nicholas cage no (laughs) where are you getting all this stuff from i've apparently not been on the internet this week so history of swear words is gonna be so nicholas cage hosts this proudly profane series that explores the history and the impact of some of the most notorious bad words in the english language so the video that Netflix posted is him uh, aggressively painting and talking about it as though he's painting, but it just looks like the most bloody Nicolas Cage thing. The he he looks like he's just leaning into just like absolute comic satire. Um, his beard almost looks fake in this. It's a very <laughs> like his very beard well, looks too yeah. trim. I know it's it's very well kept, isn't it? Um, yeah. so six episodes gonna... of the series will dive into the origins of pop culture usage and uh, science and cultural impact of the swear words such as <laughs> dick and damn <laughs> and we're cancelled <laughs> this is the official statement it'll also cover beep and beep and a bit of a beep it's funny i'm probably gonna actually i might have to go back and bleep some of them <laughs> Let me... which one i don't know which one I'm dick <laughs> 
<laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, <I'm done. laughs> right, I'll have to. Right, I've, I've I was being produced market. by Funny or Die. Right, this all seems to be making sense. I'm quite excited for this. <laughs> he's got he's I got guest stars. He's got guest stars. He's going to have uh, Nick Offerman from uh, Parks and Rec. Brilliant, fantastic. Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Uh, Open Jeffries. Mike Eagle. Ray Davis, Kim Booster, Joel Kim Booster, sorry. Very good, Don't right? Most yeah, of these that's people. that. And then my last story for you is um, the Mandalorian blaster gets a full-scale premium nerf gun. There's a fun little story for you. Amazing. I did see that. Yes. He's also, in, um, he's also in Fortnite now. He is in Fortnite now, alongside mm. Master Chief, which is cool. Yeah. We were joking about it the other day when the Game Awards were going on. Also, check out the episode about the Game Awards with the Get Real Boys. Get um, Real Boys, Get Real Boys. That, that's coming out on Wednesday, so get mm-hmm. listening to that. Um, we were joking with all the reveals going on. It's like we're going to have like Mickey Mouse and everything like that shooting guns in Fortnite in a minute. <laughs> Fantastic. They're just crossing over with everything else, so you may as well. Uh, right, and the strong... Uh, sorry, the the Roos Luma that we had, um, which I guess is confirmed now because it makes sense that they followed it up with the Investor Open Day, was uh, from the direct Star Wars The Mandalorian prequel series casting for strong supporting characters. And then I had a description of the two characters. So I'm assuming this was for one of the series that were announced at the Investor Day. But to give you an idea of what they were looking for, the first up is um, the word is the name Kelton, uh, twenty three to twenty seven years old, all ethnicity all ethnicities ethnicities male, British, athletic, fit, strong willed, confident, bordering on arrogant, witchy, supporting. And then the other one is a character called Lacey, 20 to 30 years old, all ethnicities, female, preppy, strong build, leader, will do anything to accomplish her goals, including lying to her own team, supporting. So, kind of cool. Well then. There you go. Uh, right, shall we move on to uh, The Mandalorian then? Because, uh, you know, segues, uh, I think. Get through it. Yeah, as quick as we can, because there's too much other stuff to talk about. There is a ton of other stuff. So, right, Mandalorian, uh, the... What was it called this week? Um, A bit less rememberable, I would say, because uh, I was quite surprised that... Well, the actual name of the episode for me didn't really link into what actually happened in the show, if you get me. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Uh, it was called uh, The Believer. The Believer. This is the second to last episode. I know, the penultimate episode. The penultimate. Yeah, the name just doesn't seem to fit it, The Believer, does it? I know obviously it was tackling Bill Barr's like, belief in like the Empire and the Rebellion and where he fits between the two and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously but spoilers it's... for The Mandalorian. Um, if you want to skip ahead, time code is below if you want to bounce around the show and listen to what you want to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, skip ahead if you've not seen this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Um, this skip, week, skip, 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 this skip, week skip, 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 skip. Last week, the week, the Monday before the finale. Sure, yeah. Um, right, so they went and broke Bill Burr out of the Republic jail. 
and they took him to an Imperial planet to get some codes to find out where Moff Gideon is. That's pretty much a good summary of the episode, isn't it? Yeah. Um, It was a pretty, like, it looked really cool, and it was an interesting, like, new Siege sort of thing. So we've seen two Siege episodes so far. One of them was called The Siege. Um, But this was, like, a nice, like, interesting way of doing it, like, them having to pose and full-on, like, infiltrate the place. Mm. Um, I thought that it was it, there was a lot of tension throughout the film, like using tension in different ways as well. The film, uh, the episode, like with the uh, Radonium, was it? Yeah, Radonium. Um, that whole chase with the pirates at the beginning, and then you saw a bit more of a human side to like some of the Imperials and stuff. Yeah, so um, this touched on quite a quite a few different interesting like topics really or you you saw things that you wouldn't have normally seen from a from an episode of of or anything to do with Star Wars cuz like what you were saying it kind of there's a moment in it where it kind of humanizes the imperials a little bit mhm uh which was interesting um what's the word i'm looking for an interesting opposition to what we would normally see dichotomy isn't well there you go better vocabulary <laughs> than me better vocabulary than me there chris um yeah i i really enjoyed it I, i've enjoyed the whole of season two so far i really don't want it to end um boba it was Fett, a slightly but... longer episode as well and i think it worked well for that yep uh boba's cleaned up his armor Oh yeah! As soon as he stepped off there, I was like, "Oh damn! Oh, fresh like a paint." Oh, it looks even better than he did in the original trilogy. Like, I think he's even buffed out the dink from his helmet as well. Yeah, he's like, re- it, it makes sense because he probably would. He cares that much about the armor. He probably would have uh, gave it a bit of TLC, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I um, yeah, I, I, I like now how Tamora is kind of settled into the armor a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, you're used to it now visually, and it looks cool. He looks, he looks, and it, like you said, he now. was wearing it proper as well. Like last time, he had like his robes and stuff under it. Like he literally just chucked it on dead quick. Yeah, yeah. Would you have ever thought, right, when when this got announced, would you have ever thought that it would have been like a bloody like squad adventure with a Mandalorian and Boba Fett and like I'm sat watching this thinking, and Ahsoka wow. Tano, and Ahsoka Tano. I'm just like, wow. Would we, yeah. you know, would we have looked back and thought when the Mandalorian first came out? Would we have been ever have been expecting to see that? It's literally like every episode just blows my mind now. Like after the reintroduced Boba Fett, um, then Ahsoka, I was like, literally every episode that they're doing is just golden, and it just blows your mind in some new way. Mm-hmm. So I think like the big thing from this episode was how Jinjarin's like adapting how he feels about the Mandalorian code and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And how, like... So he was the believer, I guess, that the episode was named after. And it was, like, Bill Barr's character and, like, different things have forced him to question his beliefs and what's right and wrong and stuff like that and how flexible he's willing to be to stay true to the Mandalorians but also to protect what he thinks is right. Yeah. So, obviously, having to take it... Like, first of all, he had to change out of his armor into the stormtrooper armor mm-hmm. that was like a big step for him anyway mm-hmm. but then later on how he has to take his helmet off to get the codes to save grogu uh, obviously he, he was dealing with a lot of things 
Yeah. What did you think of him revealing his face as well? Well, an interesting little point that I was chatting to someone in work about it today, but I didn't realise that earlier in the episode they were talking about how um, the, you have to sc- the face you have to scan has to be something that's in the Imperial records. You either have right. to be an existing Imperial or an ex-Imperial to be able to you to for it to pick you up. So I wonder how, if that's correct anyway, I wonder how that works in terms of Din scanning his face because obviously yeah. that wouldn't add up, right? Um, yeah, because the last time he could have possibly been scanned would have been when he was a kid before he was a foundling, wouldn't it? Mm. Which is interesting. So unless he's done another mission and he's, he's done it before maybe when it's... Unless with he's, nobody seeing his face. Unless he's um, had something to do with the Imperials before. Maybe yeah. registering with the Imperial, with the Galactic Empire for bounties, or... I don't yeah. know. That's what I'm saying, one. like, if he maybe took his helmet off to register with it when there was nobody else around, because obviously he was really strict about taking his helmet off until... Because hmm. uh, he was... He was semi-okay with the IG unit doing it in Season 1, wasn't he? Because it was like, it's a robot. It's not like a living person seeing my face. Yeah. I mean, it was good Uh, to just see... I I always forget Pedro Pascal's is underneath that helmet, (laughs) like, maybe 50% of the time. Yeah. And uh, it always strikes me a bit when he takes it off and you see it's him. And especially in here, where he actually spoke... Like, actually, well, I mean, spoke is a a bit of an overstatement, really. I mean, he said a few words, but... uh, Mumbled. Yeah, he mumbled I did like the way that he played that, how, like, all of a sudden, like, he just felt... He started to feel more vulnerable as soon as he took his armour off and stuff like that, and you saw some of the armour on his arms breaking when he was fighting the the pirates and stuff like that, and you saw that vulnerability to him, like, like he had left his shell almost, and then when he took his helmet off, he basically just froze he didn't know how to react without the safety of being hidden behind something yeah brown eyes it's it played off sort of like you know the whole thing we spoke about with sort of masks and the symbolism of masks with um kylo ren and stuff like that it had like a a feeling of that about it again mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed that interaction between bill burr um pedro pascal and the officer who was portrayed by richard brake i really really enjoyed that because you saw bill burr's character mayfeld kind of like start to like really burn up on the inside and then Mm -hmm. when he takes that shot and kills him and then all the, the like the stormtroopers are there with like the trays of food just like put like frozen. <laughs> well, well, what? <laughs> and then he just starts like he, he still he still looks in shock and he just starts shooting everybody else. It was yeah. just good. Yeah, I just I just really enjoyed it. It was a good app. It's uh, interesting to see where it's going to leave off in terms of next week being the uh, the finale uh, for the season. So really exciting. Yeah, I. Unless we get like a full hour long episode and it starts just straight away with them getting to Moff Gideon's cruiser, I don't think we're going to see like everything resolved at the end of this episode, uh, at the end of this season. Like, not like a fresh start next season. I feel like it's going to leave us like in the middle of something. Mm. We have to, we have to give an honorable mention 
to the seismic charge that drops out oh, the slave one yes. at the end. Absolutely. What a callback. What I've a seen, callback, boys. I've seen so much like buzz about it online. Like as soon as we saw Slave One, I've seen so many people being like, I hope to God, like, we hear that sound of a seismic charge going off again <sighs> and stuff like that. Yes. And I was like, just that just made me drool thinking of it. I was like, oh, I'd be so good, but we'd have to get into like a dog fight for that. And then like when it was just like in this escape thing when he does it, like in low orbit and stuff, I was like fuck yeah <laughs> yeah he knew he knew he was gonna pull that pull that out and and drop that charge and just oh yeah it's the silence as it's detonating oh it's so fucking good it reminds me of just like you know the moment in the last jedi where they fly through yes um yes what's I that ship called moment. um snoke's uh snoke ship yeah um doesn't matter snoke ship's not the, the big... juggernaut the juggernaut's the one from the beginning yeah yeah it's so it's like good. that moment of just like crash silence yes and then powerful very powerful moment uh right yeah that's the mandalorian uh let's hit on to the top main topic now and talk all about disney investor day so oh my word where do we start um I'm gonna... I've got a pretty decent list uh, and it's sort of like in almost hype order so it starts kind of with <coughs> the HBO and FX stuff, and then it gets into like Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. Oh, okay. You want to do it like that? Uh, we you... build up the anticipation. We can certainly do it like that. Now we will be going through this at a bit of a breakneck speed, just until because... it gets to some shit hot bits. Yeah, because <laughs> we'll there is just longer. a heck of a lot to go through. So strap in, get your drinks or whatever, and let's go. Right, hit us off, Chris. Okay. We'll start off with HBO. HBO is not a massive thing in the UK, so we'll start off with that. Let me drink some water so I'm ready for it. Sorry, HBO? No, I say HBO, I meant Hulu. (laughs) Edit. Sam, do an edit. Fantastic start. (laughs) It's in. Right, we're going to start with Hulu. This is why I drank my water. (laughs) Okay, so we got an announcement of The Handmaid's Tale is getting season four, and that returns in uh, 2021, and they've also been renewed for season five. Um, we've got after that only murderers in the building, starring Selena Gomez, Martin Shaw, and Steve Martin. Um, it's like a um, yeah. It one of the articles tells me it's sort of like a comedy drama, um, murder mystery type thing. Okay, what's the next one? Uh, we've got The Dropout, starring Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live, but in a dramatic lead. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Elizabeth Holmes, an infamous CEO and alleged con artist. Cool. Next one. Um, Dropsick, starring... Dope Sick. Um, even. Not Dropsick. I'm going too fast for my own good. Starring Ahsoka Tano herself, Rosario Dawson, um, Matthew Keaton, and Peter Sarsgaard. Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton, I'm going too fast. I'm literally slow down, reading. Chris. Slow, I'm slow sl- down. <laughs> okay, we've got nine perfect strangers. That one's right. <laughs> it's not <laughs> ten perfect strangers. It's nine perfect strangers. Um, starring Nicole Kidman and uh, Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, from uh, Carol from The Walking Dead. What? Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. That's Carol from The Walking Dead, isn't it? No, no Melissa McCarthy is the one from no. Bridesmaids. Edit, edit. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? 
I don't feel as bad now. <laughs> I was like, jeez. Oh. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? <laughs> What's her name? Um, Melissa McBride. Oh, Melissa God. McBride. There you go. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, Great we've start. We've got the <laughs> Great start to it. <laughs> so they were all series. We've got um, the Old Man, an adaptation of the 2017 novel by Thomas Perry, been in the works since 2019. Um, starring Jeff starring Bridges, Jeff Bridges yep. will star as Dan Chase, a former CIA operative who is forced to come out of retirement after he becomes the target of an unknown assassins. Uh, the series will also feature John Lithgow and uh, John Lithgow and Air, both on Hulu and FX. Cool. Okay, here's some like juicy stuff now that like we know a bit more information about. So we're getting a new series attached to the American Horror Story franchise called American Horror Stories, which is going to be on FX and Hulu. Um, it, uh, American Horror Story originally aired on FX anyway, but this is more of an anthology, so it's 16 standalone episodes instead of a standalone season. Um, um, Sarah Paulson made a directorial debut on the original series, is coming back to direct at least one episode. So Sarah Paulson, who like career skyrocketed during American Horror Stories, um, is directing an episode of it. We don't know who else is working on it. Uh, we've got Platform, which is on FX and Hulu, described as an innovatively scripted anthology. Um, brainchild of The Office star BJ Novak. Mm-hmm. Um, each half-hour episode of Hulu and FX will center around a different cast of characters dealing with current events. That's all we know about that. Um, we've got Reservation Dogs, also on FX and Hulu. Um Reservation Dogs is a new half-hour comedy which will air on FX and Hulu. The series centers around four Native American teenagers growing up on a reservation in eastern Oklahoma. The series is co-created by Academy Award winner Taika Waititi and Native American director Sterling Harjo. Or Harjo. <laughs> Not sure how you pronounce that. Um, that seems pretty cool. And Taika Waititi, amazing writer, so fair mm-hmm. play. Um I love the twist on the name as well. Yeah, very cool twist. These next two are the only reason why I wanted to cover the effects and Hulu stuff. Okay, is it Why the Last Man? <laughs> it is Why the Last Man, based on the Vertigo comic books, which I'm such a massive fan of. This has been in production hell for years. It was meant to star Elijah Wood about five, ten years ago, and then it was meant to star Shia LaBeouf at one point, I think, as well. But it's finally... It's finally starting filming in 2021. We don't know who's cast as um, the lead character yet, um, but we've got uh, Diane Lane in an unknown role. I'm guessing she might be maybe the leader of the Amazons or one of the scientists that we get around the space station sort of section of the thing not trying to spoil too much for you guys mm-hmm. um so basically why the last man is a comic book series basically in a split second everything with a y chromosome on the planet dies except for a young man i can't remember his full name he goes by y for short um it's it's a strange name so that's why um and his male pet monkey so everyone but those two have died except for all the women and all the female creatures out there and it's sort of how the world is reacting to that mm. um 
and there's a lot of different conflicts come up with different like sections of the females that are left and stuff like that and then you've got surprise twists and turns along the way uh, I would definitely recommend picking up the comic books if you're into it. it it's al- written by Brian K. Vaughan, so amazing. It almost feels like a bit of a, a twist on Chaos Walking, you know, the Daisy Ridley, Tom yeah, Holland yeah, film yeah. coming out a bit. I definitely, when I saw that trailer, I definitely thought they took some inspiration from Why the Last Man. Because mm-hmm. there are still similar elements, like in Volume 2, so it's quite early on in the comic book, like you get... Um, some astronauts and stuff coming back down from the International Space Station and stuff like that. So there's like twists on that and stuff. So I think that was definitely, unless Chaos Walking, it's based off a book, isn't it? But I don't know how long ago the book's from. Yeah. While The Last Man came out in the early 2000s, the first volume. So Cool. Anyway, next one after that is a new Alien series. Hmm, which is helmed by Fargo and Legion's Noah Hawley. Which is uh, yes, like poof, I love Fargo. Really love oh, Legion was amazing as well. Yeah, I've heard Legion was really good. Wow, um, big. Yeah, we don't really know many other details. We don't know of any returning cast members or anything like that. We don't know where in the franchise it's going to sit. Whether it's going to be more linked to like the Prometheus prequel stuff, or whether it's like full on xenomorph, um, like Sigourney Weaver era stuff. We're not mm-hmm. sure yet, but it's still super cool. It's got like FX Disney Hulu money behind it, so it should hopefully be good. Oh, I'm just choking at the moment. Oh dear! Um, I, uh, someone and then say I'll you're do... being attacked by a, a, a hugger of the face. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe. it's like about oh, to burst no. out my chest. Call for help! Oh no! I just had a little drink. I'm okay. Okay, last okay. one for FX and Hulu. We have Shogun, based on. James Clavell's novel of the same name, Shogun, tells the story of John Blackthorne, a 17th century Englishman who finds himself uh, reevaluating everything he knows about morality, truth, and freedom as he becomes stranded in Nippon. Um, the new series is described as Game of Thrones set in feudal Japan. Okay, pretty cool. Um, produced by a counterpart creator, Justin Marks, and his wife, Rachel Kondo. Um, Blackdor's supervising producer, producer director Tim Van Pelton, best known for his work on Game of Thrones and Broadwalk Empire, is also attached to the production. Sounds pretty That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, sounds really yeah, cool. So getting some like samurai elements in there and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely going to be pretty cool. Okay, my list has just gone into Star Wars. So I've do got we want to something go on to Star Wars now? We jump into that really quick. Um, so Raya and the Last Dragon was something that we spoke about in trailers a bit ago, um, yeah. featuring Kelly Marie Tran as the voice of Raya. Um, that is going to get a simultaneous theatrical and Disney Plus release on March 5th. It will indeed. With which... Premier Access. Very similar to, well, it is basically what Mulan did, right? Yeah, only it's getting the cinema release that Mulan didn't get, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. That's definitely cool. Do you reckon this is something that you're more likely to pick up on? I mean, it depends totally on the price because Mulan was a bit, a bit pricey in the UK. I remember last time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was thirty quid over here, wasn't it? (sighs) Yeah. Um, I think they're definitely probably going to reduce how much it costs after the backlash from Mulan. Yeah. Um, We'll see because I think Soul is doing the same thing at Christmas, isn't it? Mm Hmm. Um, so we'll see how much that is, and then we'll see whether they've learned uh, from their mistakes. 
Yeah. Um, I would still hope to see it in cinemas because I know cinemas are reopening in the UK. So, like, we've got Wonder Woman coming out. I'm hopefully going to be able to go to the cinema a bit more. So, something like that I might see in the cinema, but some of these other Disney things that they've announced I might watch from home. Yeah, agreed. Uh, do we want to keep on with the Disney stuff then and save Marvel and Star Wars for the end? If well, let's we jump uh... into Raya. Do you want to... Oh, I just wanted to mention that because that was at the top of my article. But I would really like to get into the Marvel and uh, Disney stuff. So, I mean, let's do a list each, right? Do you want to do Marvel or do you want to do Star Wars? I'll do Marvel. Okay, well, I'll take it away with Star Wars then. So, my list starts off with Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic, announced for Disney+. Plus. So, Rangers of the Republic, an original series set within the timeline of The Mandalorian, is coming to Disney+. Plus. I have a feeling this was designed for Gina Carano's character. I've got a feeling, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I have a feeling that's kind of where it sits. It'll sit in the, it'll follow the Republic side of stuff during the Mandalorian that we kept getting peaks of with like Dave Filoni's character and the X-wing pilots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's apparently going to center around X-wing pilots in the Outer Rim. Interesting. Pretty cool. So you know, lapping up those uh, stray Imperials and stuff probably. So that's exciting. Yeah. On my list, it does actually say that this is apparently the rumoured spin-off for Cara Dune. Yeah, it would make sense. It would make sense yeah. for that to be where it is, because she's now... Doesn't doesn't Mando say to her? Is it the ranger of the... She's a marshal of the New Republic. Marshal of the New Republic, that's what he says. So yeah. It would make sense. Uh, next one is... Ahsoka, a new original series starring Rosario Dawson and set within the timeline of The Mandalorian is coming to Disney+. Plus. So this is obviously why they kind of dropped like one episode of like some of these new characters and stuff like that, like bringing in these new themes, like because it seems like they're going to wrap them into their own series and stuff. Yeah, and I have a feeling that is why, I think maybe that's why she said... Um, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Because that is going to set up everything to do with um, her upcoming series. Did yeah, you? It seems like this is going to tie off like all the loose ends that we got with Ahsoka. So this is probably where we'll get Sabine Wren and Thrawn and Ezra and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Did you notice the um, the the background and the logo for this is very much like uh, World Between Worlds uh, visual. Yeah, it's got, like, the ancient language of the Jedi and Sith and stuff like that, and it's got sort of, like, the old star maps that you see from Jedi temples and stuff. Yeah, it looks very, very reminiscent of um, World Between Worlds. So Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's exciting stuff. It's exciting. Mm. Uh, Actively developed by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, so obviously Dave Filoni's going to be close to this. The Filoni-verse is here. It is here. Uh, next up from Star Wars, Star Wars Andor first look revealed. Uh, everything I did, I did for the Rebellion. An original series set in the Star Wars universe is streaming 2022. Uh, so we had the new story that this was uh, commencing filming about a month ago. Um, yeah. Down in London at Pinewood, Diego Luna showing up. Um we got a first look, though. Um, I don't know whether you've had a chance to have a little look at this, uh, the have. sizzle reel. Um, this looks really good. 
Really good. Yeah. A lot. I'm actually a lot more excited for this than what I was before I saw the sizzle reel because some of the um, the visual, like the concept art, and you only have to look at the concept art that the Mandalorian, um, how that ends up looking like uh, in live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big, big scale. I'd say. And the, yeah, they were talking about the scale of it. Like, so they've got 200 named actors. It's only a six-episode season, isn't it? I'm not too I sure think, about those um, details. Um, they so they had 200 named characters, and then you had I think 500 and odd, 600 and odd unnamed background extras and characters. Jeez! So it's like a huge production. That's more than we've seen on anything on the Mandalorian so far. Yeah. Um, and they were building like huge full sets for it and everything. They were like describing it more as like a film production rather than like a series production. Yeah, well, this is so, set prime time in the uh, original trilogy, isn't it? Because of, uh, well, before the original trilogy, this is the early days of the Republic. Well, yeah, you love the because they have... die before. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very good <laughs> point. Trilogy. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it, yeah, it sits then in that really interesting time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, then, which yeah, I. I, I Oof, more time where Darth Vader's around doing his thing and the well, Empire's at its prime. Give me it. We've already had an announcement that Genevieve O'Reilly will be coming back as Mon Mothma and Alan Tudyk's coming back as K2SO. So Brilliant. maybe we've got him finding K2SO and turn it, like reprogramming him. That's reprogramming him for the Rebellion. And definitely stuff. an episode one, episode two thing. Definitely. Yeah. Give him um, a little buddy cop thing, but right. definitely, like you said, it's in that period where anything could happen. It's so dark and gritty at that time as the like empires forming. I'm going to come back to one of these stories. <laughs> I think you need to strap in, and I need to. I need to do an upwards. We curve. need to warm up. I need to do yeah. an upwards curve to this story. Um, let's let's do a few more other ones first. So, Star Wars: The Bad Batch animated series trailer released. This looks awesome. It looks like obviously it takes place after Order sixty six for most of it. Um, it follows on from the Clone Wars. The Bad Batch were introduced in the final season of the Clone Wars. Um, genetically, they vary genetically from the brothers in the clone army. Each possess a singular exceptional skill, which makes them extraordinary, effective soldiers and a formidable crew. It's a D&D party. It's a D&D <laughs> party, basically. So we also, like, from the trailer, we figure out that it's after Order 66, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So we've got these guys facing off against, like, what become the Stormtroopers, what were the clone troopers becoming stormtroopers yeah um, and this gets me even more excited after season uh seeing that final season of clone wars because when they go hard on anime animation they go hard that final yeah. season is amazing it's got the best one of what i would say up until now is some of the best four hours of star wars two hours of star wars i've <laughs> seen uh, just phenomenal stuff yeah um so yeah if if it's anything like that you know what take it away i will i will watch a new i think series. the engine that they're using for the animation as well seems to just be getting cranked up by llm uh, LM, uh, ilm ilm yeah yeah Got there um it seems to be like just getting cranked up all the time because like this looked like the final season of clone wars but then like with amazing shaders on like they switched rtx on for this definitely oh, yeah. like yeah. the lighting in this trailer was phenomenal for an animated show 
Like it's like what Akira achieved back in like the eighties. Yeah, you get some uh, clone commandos as well. That's pretty cool. Um, a couple of nods. Uh, yeah, we what- saw as well what looks like it almost looked like a white version of the Dark Troopers. So I wonder Uh, if they're going to be like a precursor to that, maybe like bringing in different elements of that. Because obviously we've just had the downfall of the droid army. So Mm -hmm. they'll be using that sort of technology and we see sort of like early versions of Stormtrooper armor and stuff. We see Palpatine going ape shit. So like I say, you see that transition, don't you, for the clone army turning into the Galactic Republic. Yeah. but It's something that we haven't seen before. We've only heard about. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so very, mm. very interesting. And yeah, I love what they do with the animation stuff. It's just awesome. Uh, a little Tarkin nod at the end, which is nice. Oh, yes. Tarkin going from his Republic to his Empire transition. Nice. Um, it looks like almost there's a there's a little nod to a couple of droids in there, which you may notice from season seven. It kind of reminds me of. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it looks beautiful. Looks really good. Uh, right, next up, because we spoke about the Bad Batch for quite a bit then, actually. Um, Star well, had, Wars... It was the only one with a full trailer, so True, we'll yeah. let ourselves off with that. And that's out 2021, so hopefully Woo! sooner rather than later. Uh, Star Wars Visions, uh, an original series of animated short films, celebrates the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. Hmm, <laughs> this is interesting. This is an interesting move. I was not expecting this in the slightest. Like, this is a big announcement. Like, so they've done it with yeah, they've done it with the Marvel universe before. So Star Wars was like the next logical step. Yeah, it's a bit like the what if, but not the what if kind of thing. It's like a it's like an anime nod to some of the biggest stories in Star Wars, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I'm a that seems interesting. We haven't seen anything from that yet. I think it may have got shown in the investor exclusive bit. Yeah, we saw some concept art and some early sketches and stuff like that, but nothing, no, no, like moving footage of it. But apparently, they're working with like all the major studios from anime are getting like an episode each. So the art style is going to vary so much, which is going to be beautiful. And like the way that they tell stories in anime is like greatly different to how they do it in like Western animation. So it's such a cool idea. Yeah, watch this space. Mm. Um, Star Wars Lando event series announced. So I don't know what it means what? by an event series, um, but to summarize this, basically, um, Lucasfilm president uh, Kathleen Kennedy announced Star Wars Lando during the event, confirming it will be a brand new event series featuring the galaxy's favorite scoundrel, um, cre- uh, dear white people creator Justin Simeon. Uh, has been tapped to develop the story, which is in early development now. Uh, Curiously absent from the announcement, however, uh, was who will actually be playing um, and portraying Lando, whether that be Donald Glover or Billy D. Williams. So, interesting. I think what they mean by event series is it's a one-and-done series instead of like an ongoing series like Mandalorian. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it makes sense. But um, hmm, interesting, eh? Uh, it was interesting that they didn't really talk about whether it would be Donald Glover or or not, really, who would be portraying him. Um, mm-hmm. They did, again, show more footage to um, shareholders. Uh, not got any descriptions of that at the minute, but interesting to see. 
I think this. they might still be in the writing process, so they're trying to decide whether yeah. they're setting it before Rise of Sky. Uh, sorry, after Rise of Skywalker, or before it, after the original trilogy, or whether we're going to like the solo era of it. Yeah, therefore, that's probably why they didn't announce anything early development. Um, next one, Star Wars: The Acolyte series details announced. So this is coming from Russian doll creator Leslie Headland. Um, fans got to learn the official title for the surrounding surrounding the series. Um, this is also going to be set in the final days of the High Republic, a timeline mm. that is set to be explored in Star Wars's new publishing initiative early next year. Um, yeah. Um, Excited. So we're talking pre Phantom 200 Menace. 200 years before Phantom Menace. Yeah, uh, but not as far back as the Old Republic, which I think's right. Um, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I mean, cool. Um, the Acolyte, um believe it's going to be female-led, this film, which will be great. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting time. What to, to spoilers for the rest of the Star Wars announcements, but I was kind of a little bit um not upset as such, but a bit disappointed that we didn't get anything around the old Republic era because you know how you know I'm a stickler for the old Republic, right? <laughs> but what remember a while ago there was a bit of an announcement where Kathleen Kennedy talked about um, yeah, we're looking at the old Knights of the Old Republic um, story. You know what I mean? There was actually that. She actually spoke yeah. to reporters about it. So I was a bit confused as to why that wasn't something that they were exploring. Um, so what I think it is, is that was before they announced all the High Republic stuff. So I'm mm. not sure if they're just going to maybe meld... High Republic and Old Republic, or they're doing High Republic first, and then maybe they'll get to the Old Republic. Maybe. Whether they were floating around the Old Republic stuff, and then they landed on, oh, let's create this new thing called the High Republic, and like that's what this has turned into. Yeah, maybe that's, why that's I'm their thinking. adaptation, rather than regurgitating another story, maybe. Yeah. Um, moving on, the Willow series is coming to Disney Plus in 2022, starring Warwick Davis with the He's pilot- back. Directed by John M. Chu. Uh, 2022, Willow. Interesting. They're shooting in Wales as well. Mm. Wales. Um, right. Okay. We're going to come back now to the big story before we talk about another story. A Star Wars story about an Obi-Wan Kenobi, Chris. <laughs> Hayden, Hayden Christiansen! Returns as Darth Vader, joining Ewan McGregor in Obi Wan Kenobi. Whoa, just amazing, we, right? We had Roos Loomers of this a while ago, didn't we? We had Roos Loomers of Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, and we were like, okay, okay. But now, now it's confirmed. Like this was in an official Look, press conference. He, Hayden Christensen been, is back, baby. He's been chilling. At Galaxy's Edge, and you know, couple of the uh, the celebration events, he's been around, you know, and that they they knew what they were doing. They knew he was <laughs> going to come back. You do not do an Obi Wan Kenobi series without mentioning Darth Vader, but the fact you're bringing back Hayden Christensen as Vader, just everything we want to see, just 
I'm so excited now for Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. I am just so excited. I can not stress. I was chatting about this in work to uh, the same guy who I was talking about with the Mandalorian, right? And like, just oh yeah, you just you just put him in. You do it. <laughs> you just you know people people are a bit speculative of Hayden Christensen. He gets a bad rap for what happened in episodes one, uh, sorry, not one, episode two and three, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, right? He gets a bit of, he gets a bit of flack, right? But you know what? George Lucas ain't writing the script anymore. He isn't writing the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Oh man, just, I'd, I need a minute. <laughs> he is a good actor and the fact, like, we've seen what Star Wars can be on Disney Plus and stuff like that, and we know that Kenobi should, for all intents and purposes, be a great fucking season. Like, after, like, what we've seen from The Mandalorian, we have faith in Star Wars again, and we have faith in Lucasfilm and Disney. And, like, we had rumours of Natalie Portman coming back. Now we've got confer- uh, confirmation that Hayden Christensen's coming back. As Vader, can we please, can we please get a flashback to Clone Wars with live-action Ahsoka Tano as well? Well, Chris, just for you, I went and did a little bit <gasps> of digging. I went and did a bit of digging, right? There's a very generous shareholder out there that shared not only his shares, but also shared what he saw I was in about the- to say. In the shareholder exclusive footage. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. and, like it killed me when like they were like, right, we're going to show you some footage of that now. And I was like, okay, it's going to be the screen test of Ewan McGregor back in his Obi-Wan gear. I'm, I I'm up for it, even if it's just that. And then the stream cut out. I was literally <laughs> telling the boys in the chat, I was like, get on it now. You need to see it. And that was it, when no, we all got on it. <laughs> It cut off, but they'll be saving this. They'll be saving it, right? Right, let me tell you about what we saw. What what, what we didn't see. So, Ewan McGregor is chatting in this. Uh, He says there's hunger for this character to come back. Uh, This comes from comicbook.com. McGregor said in footage screened exclusively for investors during Thursday's presentation, the fans have been waiting long enough. Uh, Deborah Chow adds, this is quite a dark time that we're coming into with him. Just being a Jedi, it's not safe. There's Jedi hunters out there. Concept art shows a Jedi lightsaber blade ignited, defending a trio of younglings as the newly anointed Darth Vader marches on the Jedi Temple with a legion of clone troopers. He has this one task left. Bro. <laughs> inquisitors as well. Give me some Inquisitors. So, Darth Vader leave, leading the sisters and brothers of the Inquisitors, fighting off against Obi-Wan on Tatooine or some shit. So, yeah, so Deborah Chowie has this one task left. McGregor said of his exiled Jedi, which is to keep Luke safe. More... Right, okay, let's get into some concept art that we've seen. So more concept art shows a stingray-like creature floating above slave workers toiling away in the barren, sandy landscape of Tatooine. We start on Tatooine and we go on a rollicking adventure, McGregor teased over a glimpse at a watery planet where armed soldiers fire upon a many-armed sea creature. 
We couldn't tell the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi without addressing Anakin or Vader. No, you could not. Chow added over an image of the armoured Vader seated on a throne as he communicates with a hologram, probably his master, the reigning emperor of the Galactic Empire. The most beautiful thing of all that it's brought me back together with Hayden, a a giddy McGregor said. It'll be amazing to bring those characters back together again very unexpectedly. Chow confirmed that audiences will definitely see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader get into it again as we see the blue blade of a hooded Obi-Wan clash with the red fiery blade of Darth Vader evoking imagery of their previous encounter in Revenge of the Sith. Having another swing at each other might quite be satisfying for everybody McGregor teased we hope that you enjoy it as much as we're going to enjoy making it that's my phone hitting the deck are you alive Chris I've been so happy my entire life I think I might have clipped the whole way saying all that but (laughs) I've been waiting for this moment all my life hold on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> holy shit like I think my trousers are a bit moist <laughs> <laughs> wow I am literally so stoked oh I literally just like leant back I've, I've got all my lights off I've just got some mood lighting on him thing right now my lamp bulb went just as we started recording so I'm just in a dark room and I'm just sort of like reclining in my chair like Oh boy. Oh boy. And that's it for this week's episode of Get Real Widow. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about anything else ever. Yeah, again. just insane, right? Like They know what we want. Yeah, and this is what I was saying, like, you cannot you can you, you you just can't put Hayden Christensen back in Star Wars and you cannot put Obi Wan Ewan McGregor back in Star Wars and do it wrong. You have to do it right. That's why they got Deborah Chow to do it. That's why they brought them back. That's why it's set where it is. That's why it got delayed. That's why it had some problems when it was first coming in. They had to go back with the script because they've got to do it right. And I think based off I had to rehydrate after that. I think based (laughs) off what we've seen and what we've heard... I think this is my most anticipated thing from Disney Plus. Oh, oh, obviously, (laughs) obviously, yeah, it just has to be. Like, what would have been the icing on the cake is seeing that footage, but there is definitely a reason why we have not seen that footage yet. Uh, It doesn't say anything about when it's coming out through the official Star Wars Twitter, but you know what? Take as long as you need with it. It'll be 2022 at the earliest that now. Yeah, take as long as what you need with it, Lucasfilm, because I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Right, we've got two more Star Wars properties left. Right, big one is Star Wars Rogue Squadron movie coming from Patty Jenkins, uh, December 2023. Yes! Um, Yeah, that is the the new theatrical release, eh? Uh, uh, well, we got announcements of two new theatrical releases. We've yeah. got this one with Patty Jenkins, and have you seen the little like teaser thing that Patty Jenkins filmed for it? I did, yeah, I did. 
So Patty Jenkins like tells us a bit about her history coming into the franchise and stuff like that, how she's like always been a fan of Star Wars and stuff, which, I mean, everyone's a fan of Star Wars and everyone's going to say that if they're doing a Star Wars thing. But I didn't realise that she was the daughter of a fighter pilot as well. Like, like her life growing up, what she describes seems to be like the origin of Hal Jordan. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so she's like, she wanted to do a film about fighter pilots and stuff like that. If people had known that sooner, she definitely should have done the new Top Gun film, but that's by the by. Um, so she's taken everything that she knows from that sort of world and like her love for speed and fighter pilots and like like wanting to honor her family and stuff like that. She's taken that into Star Wars Rogue Squadron. And like you've seen what Patty Jenkins can accomplish when she's driven by something or when she has a deep personal connection to something like Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 84 like mm. seem to just be love letters to uh, femininity and love and power and respect and everything like that and like the character of Wonder Woman. Now you take that love and passion into a Rogue Squadron movie in, in December 2023 holy shit yeah like i was really really happy to see patty jenkins getting getting not only something in star wars that i'm sure we've spoken about we spoke about a while ago i think it was i think we said it's only a matter of time before lucasfilm or disney pick her up for something mm-hmm. um whether or not i don't know whether rogue squadron really the concept of rogue squadron is what i was expecting but nonetheless, amazing. Like, a home run with this. Absolutely. And it's amazing as well. I believe this would be the first Star Wars film to be directed by a woman as well, if that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which so is far, also, yeah. again, amazing. You know, brilliant, incredible. Uh, she's an incredible director. Um, but like I said, I think the only thing with me right now is I think I need to see more about what Rogue Squadron's going to be about. Where's it going to be set? A lot of people are saying that that's a sequel, um, sequel X-Wing. Um, something, okay. from, you know, from the, uh, from uh, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. Last Jedi, that kind of thing. Um, but then it's an original trilogy X-Wing on the logo. So... Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's going to be. Is it Rogue Squadron from? You know, is Wedge going to be in it? Is, is or is it going to be a new Rogue Squadron? Or I'm not entirely sure. It depends on when it's set. Uh, but I am interested, like, because we all love the dogfighting bits and we love like the like the aesthetic of all like the ships and stuff like that. So it would be nice to see a film set more inside of the cockpits. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we, like this brotherly bond well not just brotherly bond but like this family bond that a squadron like this will have yeah it gives us a bit of a break from jedi and the force as well which will be nice yeah you know i mean the last you know all three trilogies is that focused on the jedi and you know the sith and it'll be nice to have a bit of a, a break so I'm feeling like final third of Rogue One vibes. Yeah, definitely. And you can't fault, um, you know, you, you go to watch a Star Wars film for two things. You go for the lightsabers, you go for the space fights, definitely. Yeah. Um, but also you said there's another one. So is that the, is this the Taika Waititi? Um, he's going to be directing a theatrical release as well. It is, yes. There's also one other Star Wars property that we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> 
But yeah, Taika Waititi getting his own feature film. Yeah, that's uh, that was in that was a rumor a bit ago. Um, yeah, yeah we uh, we weren't sure if he was getting a series or a film or not. But Kathleen Kennedy said that he's writing and directing his own film. Interesting move. So, what do we think he's going to write about? We know he likes kooky, like kooky, like squad films and stuff like with like. I'm hoping like a Ragnarok, but in the Star Wars universe, like you take yeah. some of the weird, obscure. Imagine him doing like a Bounty Hunter movie. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know oh, whether they do set that it though, between of... Empire and Thingy, and you do Boba Fett, IG88, Bosk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do, like... think you'd get that though, because of the Mandalorian being what it is. Yeah, and, true. Yeah. But also, like, because we don't know what that's going to be yet. Um, there's um, I, there's not been a lot of talk about um, Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Yeah, that seems to have been swept under the rug. Also, the um, Benioff from Weiss trilogy as well. Yeah, that's kind of been lost a little swept bit, under the rug. It? So yeah, I think they're just like cancelled. All mm. that sort of stuff. I think it's just been like swept under the rug, like it's it's done. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's now been scheduled further back down the line. Maybe who knows? Uh, all right. What was the what's the uh, star What's the Star Wars property that I've missed, mate? I know there's um, other Lucasfilm properties, but so we're getting a new animated Star Wars series called A Droid Story. This will focus on the two infamous droids. C-3PO and R2-D2 um, with a new hero trying okay. to help them, guide them on their destiny. Interesting. So is this going to be a remake of Droids? <laughs> <laughs> is the hero going to be the guy from that or maybe the the Ray-looking character that we got in that? <laughs> Does anybody want a remake of Droids? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you, if it sounds seen, close enough. <laughs> if you've ever seen Droids... It's fantastic. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's fantastic. Definitely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, what's uh, the other one? You said there was two. No, that was it. Oh, that okay. was the other one. Uh, yeah, the- originally I said there was two because there was Rogue Squadron and Droids, and then there was the Taika Waititi ah, one. Ah, well. yeah. So, uh, other Lucasfilm, next installment of Indiana Jones coming in 2022. Uh, at the helm is James Mangold, director of Ford v Ferrari. And also, you can't forget, he directed um, Logan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they didn't mention that. And I was like, you're saying Ford v Ferrari, which was kind of hit and miss with like fans, but like Logan. <laughs> giving you... him a Star Wars movie. Tell us about Logan. Know, <laughs> not a Star do... Wars movie, a fucking Indiana Jones movie while I'm chatting. How do you not mention Logan? Come on. Logan. Like, Logan. Like, they own Fox as well. They could have easily have talked about Logan. Ah. Logan. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Children of Blood and Bone being developed at Lucasfilm. Uh, Tomi Adeyemi's New York Times best-selling novel uh, is being developed by Lucasfilm in partnership with 20th Century Studios. Uh, this coming-of-age adventure follows a young African girl's quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the Magi. Fair play. Very cool. Awesome. Um, National Geographic, nobody cares about. 
Uh, to... <laughs> uh, right, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to fire through National Geographic as fast as the next 30 <laughs> seconds. So strap yourself in. You ready? A handful of projects for National Geographics were announced. Uh, Costo, a documentary about legendary ocean explorer. Uh, genius Martin, Lu- Martin Luther King from the executive producers Brian Grazer and Ron Howard. Secrets of Wales, narrated by Sigourney Weaver. A Real Bug's Life, America the Beautiful, Limitless, with Chris Hemsworth. Uh, and welcome to the earth from Darren Aron- Aronofsky's. Pro- Geez, some of these names. Yeah, Darren Ar- Aronofsky is a film writer and director, so he's producing Limitless. Pictures, a series in which Will Smith embarks on an awe-inspiring journey to unlock the secrets of this planet's most extraordinary, unexplained phenomena of nature. There you go. Yes, National Geographic, bitches. <laughs> okay. Shall we get through the Disney stuff and then do Marvel at the end? Uh, do you want to do Marvel and Disney stuff? Maybe Marvel. I think I think Marvel's kind of like the next big hitter though. So maybe we do like an up down up down. Like we had FX <laughs> Star Wars and then we got Disney and then we got Marvel. Like a roller coaster. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got uh, you okay. Pixar as well. So I mean, well, Pixar's in there with the Disney stuff. Okay, right. fire away. Okay. So, we've got a handful of reboots slash sequels slash stuff like that. So, we've got the Mighty Ducks series is coming. Yeah. Um, love the Mighty Ducks film, so quality. The reboot in Turner and Hooch with Josh, Josh Peck mm-hmm. um, from Drake and Josh. Um, he's taken on Tom Hanks's role from that. Um, Girls High School basketball series with John Stamos, Yvette Nicole Brown, and... Jess um, Yep. I was trying to try to get a surname up. There you go. Um, that's called Big Shot. Um, and the Mysterious Benedict Society uh, with Tony Hale and Kristen Schaal. Uh We don't know what that is about. I don't know anyway. Apparently it's based off um, a young adult novel or something like that. Yeah, and then um, we've got a whole load of other uh, movies coming out for Disney Plus as well. Uh, yeah, they've got a Beauty and the Beast Gaston prequel mm-hmm. starring Luke Evans and Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. We've got Swiss Family Robinson is being remade. Um, I'm not sure if that's a series or a film. Uh, yeah. That's in series. So the uh, Beauty and the Beast is a series as well. Swiss Family Robinson is a series. And we've got a series of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, I believe they're rebooting that one after the Logan What's-His-Face um trilogy that we got mm-hmm. um okay disney films now which are brought, uh, being released on disney plus exclusively i believe um so you got hocus pocus sequel yeah you've also got andy shankman is directing three men and a baby starring zach efron that's another reboot yeah um we've got some sports productions coming out there's quite a few of them um yeah a cynical young comic book fan and her superpower squirrel sidekick team up in flora and ulysses original movie streaming on february 9th on disney plus so that one's coming out pretty soon you mention her superpowered squirrel Yes, I did just mention a super. Sorry, squirrel. I just I just need to make sure that you said super powered squirrel because that's yeah. Cool. It does a three point superhero landing, which actually, funnily enough, is a thing that squirrels do out in nature anyway. When they land, they land in like a three point landing, like a superhero. Very cool. <laughs> um, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Why didn't they all. just make Why didn't they just make a Squirrel Girl live action series though? Uh... For Marvel. 
Anyway, Cheaper by the Dozen is getting remade. Um, it's going to now star a, a multi-ethnic uh, family. So I'm guessing there might be some like adoption in there and stuff like that. Um, it's being made by the black-ish creator, Kenya Barris. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Diary of a Wimpy Kid. We're getting a new film in the Ice Age franchise called Ed- The Ice Age Adventures of Book Wild. Interesting. Which is the Simon Pegg voiced weasel type character mm. um, that we got from the third Ice Age movie. And, and an animated Night at the Museum film. Yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, okay. I guess. The Night at the Museum films were pretty good. And I mean, well, do we need I an guess, animated one? I mean, I'd rather have an animated one. They could maybe bring back like um, uh, Robin Williams' character in that. If they do it animated style, obviously he won't be able to voice it. But yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, prequel to the live action Lion King, as well as the cast reveal of Disney's The Little Mermaid live action. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. So we heard that they were doing Lion King two, but that seems to have been changed to a prequel now, um, and it's coming out on Disney Plus. I I think they said exclusively on Disney Plus. Mm. Um. So the live-action Little Mermaid, I don't think whether they've said it's exclusive to Disney+, Plus, uh, but we obviously know that um, Halle Bailey it was playing Ariel. We've got the casting of David Diggs as Sebastian, Javier Bardem as King Trident. Biggest face in Hollywood. Widest face, biggest <laughs> face. We've got Jacob Tremley, who never seems to grow up. He looks like he's been the same age for about 10 years now. Uh, he's playing Flounder. We've got Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Sorry, do you Eric. mean Carol from the Wall? <laughs> <laughs> Melissa McBride as Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Um, you've got Prince Eric is being played by Jonah Hauer King. I don't recognise him from anything. And we've got Scuttle, so the seagull is now being voiced by Aquafina. That's a surprise change. Um, We also have a reboot of Chippendale Rescue Adventures, or Rescue Rangers, sorry. Uh, Chip will be voiced by John Maloney. He's a stand-up comedian and TV host in America. And Dale is going to be voiced by Andy Samberg. Uh, What was the other film that you mentioned? Uh, We also got a live-action Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Wendy. They're going to be appearing, so so they've announced them. No Yep, we don't have any... I'm sorry, there is (laughs) casting... So Pinocchio is going to have Tom Hanks in it, directed yeah, we don't by know Robert as who. Yeah, so that's the big thing. It's being directed by Robert Zemeckis, so holy shit, it's probably going to be a good film because he made uh, Back to the Future. I think Tom Hanks may play the puppet master, the creator. Uh, Geppetto, yeah, that's what I thought, and that would be like a really charming character for him. Um, I could also see him voicing Pinocchio, maybe, but he does voice Woody, so I don't know. Yeah. Might be a conflict of interest there between different toys. Uh, He would be a great Geppetto, though. Uh, And Um, then Peter Pan and Wendy. So you have... Tinkerbell's been cast, that's it. Uh, No, Jude Law is playing Captain Hook. Oh, that was... Was that announced? That was tweeted by Walt Disney Studios. Oh, right. There you go. Fair enough. I didn't remember that from the thing, but there we go. And Yara Shahidi... I apologise, he's playing Tinkerbell. I think we heard about that a while ago. Uh, we've got Amy Adams is coming back for the sequel to Enchanted called Disenchanted. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing she's just got 
sick of New York now and she wishes she was a Disney princess again. And then, finally, for this, we have Whoopi Goldberg is back for Sister Act 3. Great. New Disney animation series is for Disney Plus. So, just announced, Disney Animation's first ever original animated series. We are getting that in the form of Baymax. Sorry. Baymax! Shouted. Um, Zootopia Plus. Disney Plus, Zootopia Plus. I think that's what they're doing there. Yeah. Uh, Tiana and Moana, the series. Yes, so three of them, so the three other than Moana are coming out in 2022 and Moana is coming out in 2023. I don't know why they didn't just give Moana a sequel. I love Zootopia. It's a really good film. Really good. I really like Big Hero 6. I haven't seen Zootopia yet. Oh, I've seen Big Hero 6 as well. But Zootopia is definitely worth a watch. It's a brilliant film. I actually have it on Blu-ray. Great. Oh, Oh. no, sorry. I'm thinking of Zootropolis. Oh, so it got changed. Zootopia for the European and UK versions got changed to Zootopolis or whatever you just said. Tropolis. Yeah, Zootropolis. It got renamed over here. Oh, okay. That was interesting. I'm not entirely sure why. Oh, well. Well, It'll be interesting to see if the name of the series is changed. So if it's Zootropolis Plus. the UK Disney Plus, yeah. Interesting. I wonder why. I don't know. We also had a... They did explain it ages ago. I just can't remember why. Probably copyright or something. (laughs) There is a -a first-of-a-kind collaboration between Disney animation and pan-american entertainment company kujila kujali (laughs) i apologize kugali kugali yeah if it yep sounds just as right as it could have been um (laughs) coming out in 2022 is a series called iwaju um which is taking place in a futuristic nigeria um and it's like a sci-fi mystery um trying to restore peace to um whatever the capital city of um nigeria is mm. the name is leaving my mind right now because it's not in this press release even though it's in the trailer in the investor meeting uh, it the screenshots that we got are giving me definite like wakanda vibes yeah I was like it seems the like they're taking a lot of um inspiration from that yeah. they could have maybe say in Rukanda instead but i think they wanted like that real world tie defo um yeah uh also you've got encanto uh which lagos is... sorry the, the the place is called there you go in Nigeria. Uh, encanto takes you to colombia where a magical family live in a magical home directed by byron howard and jared bush co-directed and co-written by therese uh, castro smith and music written by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Very cool. He's also doing the music, new music for uh, Little Mermaid as well. And then we go on to Pixar. So there's quite a lot of stuff coming from Pixar. Uh, Popcorn, a mystery of sh- uh, a mystery, a collection of mini shorts starring favorite Pixar characters. Doug Days, an up spin-off series featuring the adventures of Doug the Dog. Uh, a new series following Cars. Uh, favorites: Lightning McQueen and Mater. 
Yeah, Mater uh, are going on a road trip across America. Yep. Um, Pixar's first original long-form animated series, Win or Lose. Pixar also announces its next feature film, Luca, will be heading to theatres June 2021. And from the director of the short, Bao uh, Demichi's Turning Red hits theatres March 11th, 2022. Uh, so the- Turning Red is about a giant red panda, which I'm all in for. Take my money, I love red pandas. But the big story we get from Pixar is Lightyear is heading to theaters June seventeenth. Lightyear will star Chris Evans as the voice of Buzz Lightyear yeah, yeah. in what is described as the de- definitive story of the original Buzz Lightyear. That's pretty yeah. cool, man. It's so apparently, cool. I reckon this might take some inspiration from. Do you remember the Buzz Lightyear animated series when we were a kid? I uh, don't. I remember the video games. Uh, well, there was a movie and a series when we were a kid. Um, so he's like a spaceman who gets sent up and then he ends up becoming um, a light year ranger, doesn't he? Um, so I reckon it might follow that. Mm. Interesting also... that they're getting Chris Evans to voice him and not uh, Tim Allen from the Toy Story films, but I guess this is the original Buzz Lightyear, not the action figure of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, uh, there's a a screenshot that's been... Uh, Pixar also released a photo of uh, Buzz Lightyear um, mm-hmm. in like a looks like more like a realistic spacesuit, uh, but it looks beautiful. Looks like it's an absolutely yeah, it amazing great. rendering of um, a shot. So yeah, very excited to see more from that. Right, shall we talk about Marvel? <sighs> we have got to shove this podcast into fifth gear or sixth gear right now. Uh, and get this train moving, Chris. So go on, okay. take it away with Marvel. Okay, I'll go in sort of order of when it's being released, almost, from what we can tell. We've got one division coming out. Uh, we've got a brand new trailer. It shows a lot more of the story, maybe a few more hints of what's happening, unraveling the mystery from the first trailer. Uh, it looks amazing. Uh, so go watch the trailer for that. We've talked about uh, enough about one division. Definitely a lot, a lot of our theories seem to be coming true. Um, we also got confirmation that Elizabeth Olsen is now in London filming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, we know the original cast from Doctor Strange are coming back from that. So we've got Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Benedict Wong, um, Rachel McAdams, and Chiwetel Ejiofor is back as Mordo as well. Cool. Uh, so he might be like a secondary villain or maybe the primary villain, like helping to deal with whatever's going on with all the other stuff. And we got confirmation that is going to directly then tie into Spider-Man 3 as well um so that explains all the multiverse happenings there cool. after that we've got falcon and the winter soldier we finally get like a proper trailer for this now after all the reshoots and stuff because if you didn't know apparently it had stuff that may have touched on like a like a chemical virus or something like that so they changed it after obviously the whole covid thing mm-hmm. um so yeah, that looked amazing. Falcon's got a new suit; looks really cool. Um, Winter Soldier's got a new look. There's a real cool um, little uh, bit at the end of the uh, the new trailer that we got where he's like flying through a canyon, being chased amazing. by explosions. It just looks so good. It looks like that bit from Captain America, only better. Yeah, defo. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. Got me really excited for that. So we also got confirmed dates for these as well. So One Division comes out. Start streaming on January 15th. Uh, so we're only a month away from that now. Fucking hype. Um, 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts streaming on March 19th on Disney+. Plus, and then we got our first trailer for Loki. Ooh. Yes, I watched this. This looks really cool. This looks really, this looks really cool. so cool. Like, so much, like, weirder, more bizarre than I was expecting it to be. Um, so this is coming out in May of 2021. So it's like every couple of months we're getting a Disney property on here. Um, he's teaming up with the TVA, the Time Variant Association or something like that, I believe yeah. it's called, with Owen Wilson in there. So he looks like he's going to become an agent and start traveling through time and multiverses and stuff like that to solve different issues caused by everybody's tinkering in time. Uh, we're not sure who like a villain or something like that might be, like the cause and factor of the drama, but we know it's following the Loki that escaped with the Tesseract. Um, from Endgame, which we thought it was going to anyway, because obviously his character died in Infinity War, or did he? Um, but that's the version that we're getting, and obviously because he's fucked up the timeline now by leaving, uh, that's why he's getting brought in. Um, after that, we've got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, we didn't really get any new information about that, but we found out that it's going to come out on July 9th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Black Widow will return to theatres on May 7th, 2021. Uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness, we talked about, has got a release date now of March 25th, 2022. Um, we got a new announcement for a next Ant-Man and the Wasp, the third in the trilogy. Um, we did. Quantumania. Yep. The name's so we've got, got to confirmation. Grow on me a little bit, I think. I, I, I like how it's leaning into just sort of like weird, sort of like that's the comedy franchise of the series, which I like. Yeah. Um, it's got like a like a classic Disney like cinemascope like color vision type logo to it. So yeah. I like how they're leaning into the weird stuff. They also um, did confirm that John Majors, Jonathan Majors, is playing Kang the Conqueror in this as yes. well. Yes. And all the cast are coming back. So you got Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, um, Michael Douglas, Michelle. Michael Pfeiffer. Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. yeah, I could remember Michelle Pfeiffer's name, but not Michael Douglas's name. Got your back, um, bro. Yeah, you got me. You got me. Um, apparently, so this is saying um, Disney revealed that uh, a I can't. I cannot pronounce that name. You know the the female actress whose surname is gomez um how we thought she was going to play america chavez apparently that got revealed but i didn't see that in the version that i saw of it um, um, i'm not sure if i just missed that no. that's from the multiverse and madness okay interesting um i missed that um, uh, we did, got don't oh, go on sorry um i was gonna say we got a sizzle reel for ms marvel Yes. We got our first look at that um, in action. We didn't see any of her superpowers, but we saw more of her home life and the interacting with her friends and stuff like that. And it's very much going to be a more grounded series. That's coming out late 2021, so they're already filming. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. So excited for that. Also, if you're interested in that character, watch the Marvel 616 series on Disney+. Plus. Yep. Uh, that I talked about a couple episodes ago, the documentary series, because there's a great episode about Ms. Marvel and the women behind all the Marvel stuff. So that is Iman Villani is playing Camilla Khan. Um, linking to that, we got an announcement that Nia DaCosta is doing Captain Marvel um, out on November 22nd, that yeah. says. Yeah. Um, 
It doesn't actually say what year. I'm guessing 2021. Uh, we got a whole bunch of other confirmations as well. I will just quick fire these for you. Um, we got the confirmation of uh, Tatiana Maslany as Jen Walters She-Hulk in She-Hulk. Uh, that's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo will return and Tim Roth will return as Abomination. Whoa. So cool. Also, I like the fact that they said it's going to focus a lot on her being a lawyer as well. It's not just like Hulk smashing all the things, which I'm sure there will be with having Hulk and Abomination, Abomination in, in it, yeah, absolutely. But it's going to focus on her daily life as well, which is a really interesting twist. Yep. And Carry then on. the other quick reveals we got was Secret Invasion. We'll see Samuel L. Jackson return as Nick Fury alongside Bendo Mendelssohn. Sorry, Bendo Mendo. This, <coughs> this as is... As Skrull Talos. Massive. Like, the fact that they confirmed this is insane. But the fact that it's a series, I'm like, yeah, it's cool that we get more of this, but I think a film of Secret Invasion would have been sick. Yeah. Um, because I'm not sure how big this is going to go. Like, I feel like it's going to be a like a sanitized version of the comic book series. So I love this series. It was yeah. the first one that I went to my comic book se- store every like week or every two weeks to get the issue when it came out. Yeah. Um, basically, the scrolls have um, uh, hijacked certain superheroes and certain sections of planet Earth and stuff like that. So it's sort of like weeding out who's a scroll and who's not who's mm-hmm. evil, who's not sort of thing. It's like mm-hmm. a crime, like a thriller sort of aesthetic they're going for. Cool. Uh, um, you got the I Am Groot, which is a series of shorts featuring Baby Groot. Uh, James Gunn's going to return and write the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is very that interesting. That comes out the holiday after Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out. So they didn't give us a confirmed date for that yet, but I'm going to guess they're going to shoot that at the same time that the film in Guardians 3. Yep, uh, um, you've got Armor Wars starring Don Cheadle as War Machine. Um, shows you what I don't happens. Know. I don't know how they're going to do that because all the Armor Wars storylines that they've done are completely out there from like what we've got in any of the... Um, and it, like they can tie it into the MCU. I'm going to guess it's going to be sort of like after Tony Stark's passed away, you've got all these sort of like techno villains popping up and roadie's gonna have to take them all down so you've got links to um dr doom in the series um stilt man stuff like that like mad characters but also we did find out that justin hammer so um uh what's his name uh what's the actor that played justin hammer um bloody hell um well, we know Justin Hammer's out of prison now, so he's probably going to be the villain of that because we knew he was meant to be returning to the MCU. Oh, bro, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Rockwell. I, I couldn't I couldn't find his name in my head then. We've had too many names today. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to guess that's where that plot's going to be going. Like, he's going to be making a load of new techno villains almost. And then in uh, addition to that, you also have an Ironheart series starring Dominic Thorne as Riri Williams. Yes, um, I've not seen anything that she has been in, um, but I mean, Marvel casting's been solid so far, so I trust him on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about Quantumania. There is um, one big... Oh, she's going to be in Judas and the Black Messiah as well. That's probably okay. Cool. mention. Cool. Uh, the other big, 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 big reveal that we had. <sighs> well, hang on, before we move on to that, uh, Christian Bale, Love and Thor character revealed. Uh, there was a lot of speculation around who he was going to be playing. He's going to be playing Gore, the God Killer. The God Which Butcherer, is super sorry. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
we also had confirmation this wasn't from the thing this came out afterwards that um uh Jamie Alexander will be reprising her role as Lady Sif in Love and Thunder as well. Cool. So she was absent from um Ragnarok, but she's back. Yeah. Um yeah, God the God Killer is gonna be sick. Like we've got Christian Bale and Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman and, and Tessa Thompson going head to head. And wow. the big announcement. The, 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 big, the fucking big, fucking big boy announcement. Fantastic Four is coming back. It might get a good film finally. It has Holy to get a good shit. film. It has to. It doesn't have a choice. It has to Directed have a good film. Directed by John Watts. Spider-Man so he's 3 done, director. He's, he's done all three Spider-Man films. Which is crazy. Because when you look at John Watts' track record, right... Um, until he did Homecoming, he didn't do like a a lot of massive films. No, he did Cop Car Clown, um, <laughs> and then he jumped straight into Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, um, I but, think he yeah. had been like producing and ghostwriting and stuff, maybe. But yeah, like the two Spider Man films that we've got are good. So hell yeah, like I really enjoy them. I know not everybody is, but I think they're hardcore Raimi fans. But We've got we've got John Watts doing a Fantastic Four film. If he can bring the same like heart and charm that he brings to the Spider Man films to Marvel's first family, then holy shit. Yeah. Um who's gonna be cast, we don't know yet. Do um, you reckon but, do you reckon they'll do the John Krasinski Mr. Fantastic? Uh, probably because we know they've been interested in John Krasinski for a while and they sort of done the same thing that they did with Samuel Jackson being um, being uh, Nick Fury that they did in the comic books. Like they made made the comic book version of him look a bit like John Krasinski and stuff like that. I think they are pushing for it. They they in, auditioned him for Captain America and he's auditioned for I think Chris Pratt's Star Lord as well. Mm. Um, so he's definitely on their radar and he would be great. It would be a bit of a younger. Um, Mr. Fantastic than what we have in the comic books, but you could definitely do it. Definitely. Well, you got to think um, when this comes I have around, no it's uh, it's not got an, a date yet. It's just announced. So you know, it could be in a bit future. Get a few years on him. You could have a bit, a bit of an older Mr. Fantastic. Maybe, maybe. I I think he would be great as the role. Um, I don't know who you would get for the rest of the cast though. Um, I mean, you could you could as well have Emily Blunt. You could put her in there. That'd yeah, be a you re- know the chemistry that'd, would work. Yeah, that'd actually be a really good idea. You know, that'd be actually really, really. Yeah, that it's got to be done. It'd be really, smart, isn't it? I mean, Definitely. John Krasinski is forty-one now. So, I mean, I know Dang. he doesn't look. He doesn't it. look it. In Counting the a youth over here hasn't definitely fucking Hollywood fucking money. But uh, yeah, Emily Blunt and him side by side. I mean, if you were gonna put him in a. A film who together. would you get to play Human Torch though? I know a lot of people are saying Zac Efron. Some people are saying uh, the guy from Power Rangers and Stranger Things. I can't remember his name. Um, I don't know. I don't know who I'd get. Um, hmm, I don't know. Who's got a good voice that should mar- uh, voice the thing? <laughs> who could also play him before the transformation? So I'm gonna guess we're gonna get an origin for this. Yeah, I guess you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to because it's gonna even be if it's so- just a quick flashback or yeah. something. Oh, you know who may be cool as the Human Torch? Um, 
what's his name from uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah oh yeah i know him well yeah uh kj apper i've seen a few times um see i like him but i don't think he's a strong enough actor to carry it mm. um, yeah maybe i think he, he would just be playing archie but on fire <laughs> well yeah that's a good point yeah um i saw a great casting as well for uh, the thing being dominic pure purcell who's um you know heat wave in the arrowverse and he's um he's in uh prison Break. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he'd be quite good uh yeah yeah yeah. he's got like that deep gruff voice hasn't he yeah i don't think he's done very much recently though so uh, um he's still on um legends legends of tomorrow well that that stuff is never gonna end (laughs) no um forever and ever and ever and ever fan castings uh what's that guy's name who was in avatar people are saying him for ben Grimm. sam worthington okay yeah that'd be um Who else are people saying? Terry Crews. <laughs> um, oh, um, Stranger Things is um, is I don't know how you'd say his name. Is it Daker Dakre Montgomery? Yeah, that uh, for Human Torch. That's who I was trying to think. Yeah, he. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, he'd be cool. He would. He would be a good Human Torch. Um, who else are people saying here for maybe the thing or something? So many people saying Terry Crews. Oh, <laughs> I mean, right, he would definitely yeah. be good at the motion capture Ooh, for it. You couldn't, oh, you couldn't have him, but maybe he would do a good voice. But a uh, David Harbour would probably have been a good uh, thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I seen mean, people could, saying yeah, Hank yeah. from uh, from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Yeah, but really. he, he looks too much like the guy that played him in the early 2000 version. Ron Perlman! Wow. Tell yeah. me you don't want to hear Ron Perlman's voice like Hellboy coming out of the thing. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick, to be fair. Ugh, be someone's saying cool. Seth Rogen. I don't uh, want to hear Seth Rogen no. coming out of Ben Grimm. <laughs> <laughs> no. just, um, just this big fucking man made of rock. <laughs> Look, Chris, I think I need to go for a lie down after all that. I think we need to wrap it up there. <laughs> Definitely. That's, that's holy, it. holy schmokes. I you feel know, like there was some other miniseries for Marvel, but I think I've forgotten about them because there was so much other shit. Holy no, shit. No, like, wow, like, that's, it's just so much to be, to, like, take on board. It's like, whenever we get, like, an announcement at, like, D23 or something, it's usually, like, maybe a handful of things, but this was just, like, literally no holds barred, just, you're gonna know everything. Literally, like, each section of this could have had its own episode. Like, we talk about the Star Wars stuff for a full episode. We talk about the Marvel stuff. We talk about the Disney stuff. Yeah, I feel like it's just, like, we've literally opened the book on Marvel's calendar for the next... Sorry, Marvel. Disney's calendar for the next, like, (laughs) three years. And it's like, right, okay, well, let's just put all the cards on the table and show you everything. And, yeah, definitely, it has got fans and shareholders absolutely stoked on what's gonna come from it and also you know it's a massive massive boost to disney plus look at all the stuff that's coming out on it so much it's just yeah it's gonna be crazy what a time to be a star wars fan what a time to be a marvel fan just yeah 
we would like imagine us like when the force awakens came out and we thought yeah we're gonna get a new star wars film we're absolutely spoiled for choice now no i was like a little bit worried like after i watched all this i was like they have gone so hard. Is it going to be oversaturated? Because they've announced like a million different things for each of these different franchises. I think and a lot, I'm, I'm uh, worrying yeah. it might be a bit too much. But I think what you they are about... also announcing stuff for the next three years, so that yeah. is okay. I think it's very easy to worry about it in the sense that you think the quality is going to suffer, but mm-hmm. they're building more of those. What's those screens used in the Mandalorian called? Um, stage. Uh, uh, what did they call stagecraft. it? Stagecraft. Stagecraft. I think it's called. Is it stagecraft? Yeah. Yeah. They just made a name for it, didn't they? When they were shooting the Mandalorian, I can't remember yeah, what they called the, it. They're building three new stagecraft studios, which they just that that tech just works so well. They're probably going to utilize that for a lot of the uh, the upcoming Disney TV show stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it just literally you only have to pay for someone to design the background. You don't have to worry about you know location, lighting. It's all it's brilliant, and you can film. Although it in the of- I do I do think when when they're doing Mandalorian season two, the fact that they also have live environments as well, they're shooting on location definitely helps it i don't think they can go fully into one of those like rooms but oh no no definitely you couldn't you couldn't have a tv show localized in just that but just how much just how much productivity it probably adds to them doing it is just so much better in which case can i I interrupt you real quick what is it you said we should get you and mcgregor to play mr fantastic and now that's the only thing that i want in my life Oh no. <laughs> you and McGregor, Mr. Fantastic, holy shit. Also, Taron Egerton as Human Torch. I'm uh, on board for that. That's a, that's a good casting. And on those bombshells, we're going to end it right there. Um, <laughs> Hugh McGregor for everything. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at GetRealPod. Um, you can also write in to us either by giving us a tweet, a DM anywhere, or you can email us if you're old school like that, GetRealPodUK at gmail.com come let us know what you're most excited for and chris how can people support the pod the best way you can support the podcast leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to us if you want go on to pod chaser because if you leave us a rate and review on there it'll syndicate it to all the other podcast networks how easy is that you don't need to go on every different platform to rate us you can just go to one and it rates us on all of us so easy also whenever we put out a social post just go just go share it tell one friend about it tell two friends about it it's great um also don't forget to check out our sister podcast sister podcast get real gaming they're doing some great stuff over there like i said the next episode is about the game awards and there was loads of new trailers dropped loads of like controversy as always um so that's gonna be a good episode yeah thank you so much for listening guys and we'll see you next time with hopefully less news (laughs) Yeah, we'll catch you later, everyone. I'm going to go have a drink and lie down. See ya. (laughs) Bye. You and McGregor for everything. Everything. (laughs) Unlimited McGregor.